Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. Just a pretty chilled episode, really, with Index Moneyball, talking about the current state of the market because things aren't going that well today. Um, you can probably tell by the sound of my voice that I'm not as enthusiastic as I perhaps usually am. But hopefully it's still a good episode. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough Sunday. It's just one of them, isn't it? Like... When it's, when it's Sunday and there's a lack of sentiment, you just know there's going to be drops. You just know that spreads are going to get wider. So you just kind of got to try and take it on the chin and sort of move on and maybe not make any rash decisions. But anyway, we'll get into the podcast now. So thanks for listening as always. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 307 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. Kevin joins me again. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. A bit worse for wear compared to yesterday, but yeah. Yeah, you were just saying to me, you were, you and your mate got through, what, how, how much vodka was it? It's it's like a 1.1, I think it's called a 40 ounce or something, 1.1 litres. They sell them in different measurements here, so. Good stuff, mate. What time is it there, by the way? It's uh, 1.30 p.m. Right, one thirty in the afternoon. Not too bad. Did you manage to watch the Man United game in the end, or did you avoid that? Yeah, obviously I cursed them yesterday, saying I was coming on here after, so they <laughs> lost again to, yeah, to yeah. oblige. And, um, but, I was um, thinking they were shit. That. They were really bad. It just seems like one step forward, three steps back with United at the minute. Every time they do anything decent, they seem to just revert back to being lazy and no effort and no drive. Like even Bruno Fernandez, I forgot he was on the pitch even. Mm-hmm. well it's weird because you were saying like only a week or two ago when he played really well you were like ah Bruno Fernandes looks good value and that was when he was like rising up at eight pounds and that just shows literally how uh how football index works is now he's got like an instant sell price of seven pound 40 because he's had a bad game yeah and it's kind of just making your trades when they have a bad game and maybe selling when they have a good game uh, you're going to be doing like five to ten percent returns, really, on, on a play like Fernandez, quite quite frequently as well. If you were to time it well, and I feel like that's what me and you kind of talk about on this podcast quite a lot. It's that sort of strategy of trading, uh, but it is yeah. interesting how like you were more inclined, probably emotionally, and I would have been the same, and um, to have bought Bruno Fernandez after like a good performance than you would be now after a bad one. Like it's hard to actually buy into Fernandez after him having a, like a really shit game against Arsenal but his price has actually gone down a pound and he's actually a lot more valuable now so that, that's the tricky thing I suppose yeah he's actually too, I still I wouldn't I probably should sell if I'm not going to buy but um, I, I think for the price he's at now I picked him up for when the market crashed for quite low so I'm trying to figure out highest cost see how much he actually cost me so I, yeah my average was £7.22 yeah, that's not bad then at all. Yeah, so I, I probably would buy him if he dropped to much lower than he is. If he went down towards seven pound, I'd probably want to buy more of him. Yeah, well, I guess it's not just Fernandez who's dropping either, because there's so many players throughout the market dropping today, and there's a lot of. To be honest, I've not looked on Twitter in a while in terms of like actually having a good scroll through, see what seeing what other accounts are saying, and I think that's kind of for the best at times. But yeah, there's a lot of sort of negative sentiment on there. Um, a lot of just general concern and worry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a great time really for the, for the platform. I think the other thing is like with a Facebook group that I've won, I've literally had like, I don't know, one or two requests a day, absolute maximum. A few weeks ago, we was looking at like 10 to 20 requests a day. It was insane. That was back in September. 
And I just think that a lot of those people who probably signed up in September because there was a lot of new users because usually there's a stronger relationship between the request to join the Facebook group and just general member, uh, general people joining Football Index. I think a lot of those people who joined in September probably would have left since or maybe won't have put any more money in because since September, you know, not a lot has happened in terms of price movements. The dividend yields are great, but overall there's not really been that many players rising huge amounts. There's been a select few who have risen, of course, but not a lot has changed in terms of growth in the market since then. Um, yeah, and it seems, it seems like it's still trickling down and it needs to find the bottom before it'll start building again, I think, because like you say, at the minute, people who buy and then they see the profits go down and then they decide not to put any more money in, which is like, it's it's like a vicious cycle that keeps perpetuating itself. And eventually it'll hit the bottom and, and there'll be a level of support where people just aren't letting the prices go any lower. And then once you've got that stability, then you can probably start attracting people to the platform again. But it's it does seem to be going down. Like Harry Kane, we were buying him last week for £6. Now his sell price is £4.89. So I'm still buying more because I thought he was good value at £6 and fit five fifty this week I was buying him for. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to, to top up at that price because I think over time he's going to be doing well. But it, does, it, it doesn't uh, give people a lot of confidence, though, who aren't used to the platform. Yeah, exactly. I think with the drops, if you are a little bit uncertain, it's probably best to just buy in uh, low quantities and kind of slowly top up. So say you bought 10 shares in Kane a couple of weeks ago, bought another 10 shares at 550, then buying another 10 shares now at 4, 480, 490, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I just think a lot of the money that has come into the platform in the past has been from traders sort of starting off with, you know, sort of, 10 pounds to maybe 500 pounds having a little bit of a punt having a bit of a play and then building their confidence up gradually over time and how that confidence has been built up for a lot of traders is by them having massive returns with massive capital appreciation quite immediately um so like when i started personally and it might be the same for you but like the the, the platform was just like rocketing like it was just flying up and I was like, ah, I really want to get more money in this. Um, and it was just growing so fast. And that's what led me to putting even more money in. But I think anyone who's sort of joined over the last seven or eight months, unless you're really having a look at the value and properly delving into the data, and I don't think everyone does that. I think the people that we see on Twitter will tend to do that, but it's more of a little sort of subculture of traders. Those, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who aren't going to be doing that and they're just not going to be interested enough to carry on putting money in. Um, and I guess that's the probably the biggest problem right now. Yeah, I think, and, and that's what I mean about the bottom. I feel like you're going to keep losing people until things stabilise. And then once it's stable and starts building again, like because the prices are so low now and they're not introducing new shares into the market. It's just people who are leaving, selling them for so cheap. Mm. Uh and that's why I'm happy to keep buying, like, because I feel I always thought that football index was the kind of thing where I was either going to lose all my money and the company goes bankrupt or it was going to be profitable as it grows as a company. So, mm. you know, that's the approach I have to it. I'm like, well, I'm happy to take the risk because I think the upside is higher than 100 percent over time. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just think like we are still in this transitional period. So it's it's just like, I really don't want to make 
with my own portfolio, I'm like 100% sort of confident in the future growth of Football Index. But even if I wasn't, what I would say is to maybe make a decision once we have all of the information. Right now, the platform isn't complete. Um, it's kind of like you work in construction, right? So this is going to be an absolutely terrible example, uh, because you know way more than me, but it's almost like you're looking at a building that's half built and you're looking at it thinking, ah, oh, that doesn't look very good. It's like at least wait until the whole building's built before making an, making an assessment on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. They're trying to trying to make people are predicting and extrapolating the way things are going to, to zero effectively. People think that, <laughs> that it's never going to stop, but that's... I think I think it's the soft money like we always talked about. Anyone who who does sit down and look at the data and look at the returns and stuff will know that there's some good opportunities right now. Like if I was just looking at then at my highest cost players like Pogba, I've, I've, I've paid £2,219 for my stake in him a couple of years ago and I, he's returned £1,723 in dividends, so almost his entire cost price. So even though he's down... A little bit. I mean, he's down a lot if you paid eight pounds for him a while ago. But um, you know, that was when the dividends were cheaper as well. So if he if he'd have won that same amount, that would probably be close to double if uh, if he was to do that again. Not that I think that's going to happen. I'm not advocating buying Pogba. I'm just giving an <laughs> yeah. example. Yeah, no, no. I mean, um, I think it's just like patience as well because when we have a look at the value, I mean, you like talk about value a fair bit as well we're kind of looking at it over a longer period of time. So we're considering how much is a player going to return dividends over like a minimum of 12 months. It may be considering like three years, but usually if I'm having a look at like a dividend yield, it's over like 12 months, right? And with Football Index, because we've only had like a few months of the season so far, we're kind of like judging a player only based on a quarter or maybe like a fifth of what they're going to return for that full season. A lot of the lower end in particular, if you've got like a 50 or 60p player and he's not returned any dividends yet this season, that's fine because, you know, all he'll need is like one or two dividend returns and you're probably looking at like a 10 to 40% return on their price. So that's the other thing that really does need to be considered. Um, and that just is all about patience, really. And the other problem at the moment, though, is just that lack of liquidity. Um, and that's why some people will will have been switching to the top end because they're earning dividends more regularly. And so you can actually sell out of them. So what you've got with some of these players who who is gonna, who are, who aren't going to earn any dividends like six months, you have like a big sort of opportunity cost within that six months where their price may not move at all and they don't earn any dividends. And that's probably why it is arguably better to buy some of the higher price players who are earning dividends at the moment. Um, that may also be why some of the low, uh, some of the sort of younger players who look like they could be elite talents have been dropping lately. Like Greenwood's down quite a bit recently. Kaya Burtz is down. There's some really quality, um, really real high quality players who are really young sort of dropping in price lately. I mean, Foden's got like a massive spread. I don't really particularly rate his chances of earning match day dividends, but he's just like another example. There are immense, there's so many on here um, who I think will like almost certainly return the price of dividends. Like Dejan Kulaseski, his instant sell price now is two pounds. Alfonso Davis instant sell price two eighty six. They, they just are good holes in my opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's all they're all dropping because it's comparative pricing. 
you know, you have to look at what someone costs in relation to the rest of the market. So it makes sense no matter how good a player is. Mm. They're never going to stay high if everyone else goes low because those players become more attractive. So money would be removed from them into into the yeah. low price players. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, I've more. been selling some players this week. I've, I've, you know, I've had Luke Solario up for sale for I think I've averaged at sixty seven p. I got him for fifty two p last year. So there's, it's just like the the form is the is the time to sell, like we talked about. Because he mm. scored a brace in like three, I think his last three games he might have got a brace in or three out of four or something like that. Um, and I decided just because his PB wasn't looking that great, even though he keeps getting these braces and game-winning goals, yeah. I thought it'd be better to try and trade out of him while I can take, what, 16p? So like, yeah, 30% profit yeah, plus a few dividends. So it's it's promising that people are buying at buy price now. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, you know, there's been a couple of players who, who that's happened with this week. So, and I just put the money straight back into the market. I've still never withdrawn anything. I'm buying Harry Kane, as I've talked about many times on here, but it keeps <laughs> going down and I just keep buying. So, yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, and like someone like Kane's probably going to rise by the US, I'd imagine. Lucas Salario, yeah, he's been in really good form so far. He's not competing with Holland anymore either. Bolland um, or Kai Havertz because, you know, Kai Havertz had a few games up front last season and I think that was mostly due to Lavio and Bolland actually being injured. Uh, but yeah, Bolland's been in a really good form as well, actually, for, for Monaco. Um, so, well, actually, he's not been in that good form. <laughs> Having a look now, two goals, two assists in seven. I'm sure I saw he scored a few recently, though. Um, but yeah, Leverkusen been, been doing well again. Three wins, three draws so far in six games. I think they're also in the Europa League, are they? Yes, they are. they are, yeah. Yeah, we've got that coming up on Thursday. I'm looking forward to that. Look forward to my man, Nikola Vlasic, playing there. He, he had an okay game today. Um, he got the pre-assist for the, for the goal, but didn't really do anything exceptional. Uh, eight key passes was was nice to see again, really just through the PB matrix. But yeah, I'm just kind of looking forward to like, the Champions League and the Europa League now throughout the rest of the week. I think we've got a match on every single day this week, which I think is really good I think we do these match days you know the, the biggest concern for me is probably what's going to happen over the next international break because that's coming up coming up in a few weeks now and it's just like ah, oh, the market is just going to be even more stagnant in a few weeks when we have that international break as well so I don't know if Football Index are going to do something before then but I'd, I'd, I'd take a guess that they will to be honest yeah and to be honest I, I really don't mind prices going down because I think in the long term, like I, like I said, I'm gambling. I'm gambling that football index is going to be successful as a platform mm. in the future. If uh, the only choice is, are you think it's going to go bankrupt, or you think it's going to work eventually? So, you know, for that reason, if the prices keep falling and I keep buying, hopefully, when the market does return, then you're going to have got some really good deals. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. I guess the concern for myself and a lot of other traders out there is just like. I've already put so much money in. I don't really have any more money um, that I can really put into players. The only thing is, like, I've, I have been selling a few players when they're in form, as I've been saying. Uh, but even so, I've got very, I've got such a small cash balance now. And I also think a lot of people probably would have piled in for that recent bonus. So, yeah, the, ne- the next few weeks may be a little bit grim until Football Index kind of get move on with the Nasdaq technology um but i wouldn't be in any rush to sell because you just don't know how much is going to drop and you don't know when football index are actually going to change things up because changes are needed 
we've been waiting quite a while now. And I think they did say they'll have another update coming fairly soon too. So it's probably worth just not really doing much. Sometimes if you're not sure what to do, it's best to just leave it and not do anything at all. Yeah, and this this period's always a dead period, I find. After the bonus to Christmas is usually pretty quiet. Um, it's something that I talked about a lot on my videos when I was making them at this, yeah. at this time last year. I was like, you know, January usually picks up quite a lot because, you know, you're getting into the the later stages of Europe and then you have the January transfer window. So it's it's not unusual for it to be a bit quiet and things to drop a little bit in November. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I noticed last season was players absolutely surged in price towards the later ends of October because I think we had a bonus on and we had the massive dividend increase then. So it's a little bit similar to how it is right now. We had a few more PB players sort of rise towards the start of November, anyone in particularly good form. And sort of seeing that now as well. I mean, there's been some pretty big rises today in players who have done well, like Christian Teo and uh, James Ward-Prowse. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, both absolutely rocking at one point. Christian Teo is actually up 130%. So that kind of just shows how with the lower end, that can happen. Um, it is possible. But yeah, We'll probably continue to see just the play sort of informally rising over the next few weeks and then a lot of other players dropping off. And then as we get into December and January, we might see a few transfer type players rising in price. I fancy, I don't hold them at the moment. I've just put some bids in, but I fancy a bit of Dominic Sabozlay, I reckon, at, at £2 instant sell. That's not a bad price. Or you, are you on him as well? Yeah, I think I was on at £2.30 um, mm. before the transfer window shut. But I'm confident in him long-term. I like watching him play. He's a good player. Yeah, he looks class. He's just been getting goals and assists almost every game this season as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably be picking up a few type transfer-type players, maybe. <laughs> the other issue is, like, with COVID and everything, I mean, is there any chance football's going to stop again, do you reckon? No, I don't think so. They said yesterday that the uh, elite sports were going to continue. Yeah. And they have testing and they test them before games and whenever anyone fails, they lock down. So I don't really see any situation. I feel like the mood of the of the world would be too tough if they cancelled sports again, like <laughs> but of the country in general, like especially with England, because yeah. they're going into lockdown. Like you need a reason for people to be okay with staying home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't think they'll cancel the sports. It's just like people's wages and their uncertainty around their own finances, um, which is probably more of the issue than anything. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's a tough time. Like, I'm not getting too down about it because I'm confident in the product longer term. And I guess the other thing to always think is, realistically, even if the players were absolutely rocketing up in price, would I be selling up? Absolutely not. Because in, like, two or three years' time, I imagine my portfolio is going to be worth a lot more than it is now so it, it doesn't really make a difference like the price fluctuations unless you're actually wanting to get out of the platform completely um i guess that's kind of a point you've been making throughout the podcast but just worth sort of reinforcing again there yeah it's only it's only when you're buying or selling that the price matters so it's a good time to buy and if your players are doing well like tello today and stuff you can usually sell on the on the form and then probably buy back at a discount which is what i like to do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you have a bit of a balance then at the moment? No, because I just as soon as I get any money, I put it straight back into put like I've got bids in, but they mm. got matched for Harry Kane's been dropping a lot today. So all my bids have been getting matched pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I know it's that drop down to about 490 now. I'll probably buy some more because I've only got like 
Actually, I've got a fair amount. I've got 100 shares. Probably bought them at too high a price, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. I couldn't have expected the market to have dropped this much in such a week. Maybe better traders would have done. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy just buying some more and just kind of sticking with it. Uh, I've got a little bit of a balance. We'll probably have to cancel a few bids here and there, but I'd be happy to buy some more at that price. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to keep it a short and sweet, um, short, sweet and simple podcast. I feel like I've probably worded that badly. But anyway, yeah, thanks for coming on again, Kevin. Any other topics you want to discuss, actually, before we leave it until next week? No, it's all good, mate. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you next week. All good. Wicked. Thanks for coming on, as always. Really do appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. To everyone listening, hope no one else is sort of feeling a bit down this evening with the drops. Sunday evening, uh, you're always going to have a few drops on the Sunday evening and the Monday, so nothing to be too concerned about. Hopefully, things will pick up, and hopefully, Football Index will have some kind of announcement for us very shortly. So thanks as always for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day.